0: Carter Brown, Mysteries, Adventures in Excitement and Suspense, based on the best-selling novels by the slick storytelling sensation Carter Brown.
1: Any actor worth his soul is generally nervous before a performance is due to begin. But this performance was something extra special, and so were the butterflies in my stomach. Because this programme of There's No Future in Murder, which starred me, Rockstone, as television's inspector, Rockstone, was going to be devoted to disclosing the murder of Hannah Vogue, I hoped. That was why only part of the show had been planned, the early part. The rest of it had to be an impromptu affair with me in charge and with music improvised from the orchestra whenever I gave the signal. The signal was to be each time I scratched my ear, I only hoped the viewers wouldn't think their favourite cop had suddenly gone deaf.
2: Fifteen
0: seconds. Everybody quiet.
1: I watched our sponsor, Aldous Lacey, bracing himself as he faced number one camera. The orchestra leader stood with his baton raised as the seconds ticked away. And then, the show was underway. As the music hit its familiar theme... I knew the title cards would be flashing onto the screens of a million TV sets, and I mentally crossed my fingers.
2: My name is Aldous Lacey. I have the privilege tonight of introducing a special program of There's No Future in Murder. As sponsor of this series, Lacey's Departmental Store is proud to align itself with justice-loving people everywhere in an effort to solve a terrible crime. The murder of Hannah Vogue whose body was found in our special display window last Thursday morning.
1: From then on, things went smoothly. This was the part that had been planned, rehearsed. Photographs flashed onto the screen of the window with the body in it. I did my commentary, then hurried over to set one to reenact the finding of the body with Arlene Malden and Sheep, the store manager. Then I scratched my ear for the orchestra leader. While the orchestra added some grim, ominous music... I raced over to camera outside set two... Inspector Rockstone's office... and faced it ready for the red light. Ladies and gentlemen... you have seen the discovery of the body of Hannah Fogue. In my office, which I shall enter in a moment... a group of people have been gathered. I shall interview them. You have seen me do this many times... but I ask you to remember that tonight... I am not an actor playing a role. I am a man, a citizen trying to solve the murder of a beautiful girl. I am really you, a part of you. I am a conscience, yours and mine. The conscience of a city raising its voice to demand that justice should be done, and the evildoer brought to a reckoning. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You all know what has happened. I am going to question you about the murder of Hannah Vogue. I know I have already asked you many questions in the last few days, but this time... I shall be asking them in an effort to build up a pattern, a picture of Hannah Vogue's life, and perhaps because of that, a picture of her death, of why she had to die. Firstly, Mr. Lacey. Uh, Me? You are Aldous Lacey, managing director of Lacey's departmental store? Why, of course I am. You knew the deceased, Hannah Vogue? Uh... Uh, Yes, I knew her. How much were you paying a month for the rental of her apartment? Uh, 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 There is no point in hiding this, Mr. Lacey. You freely admitted to me in your office that you had been uh, interested in the girl. Uh, How much? $200 a month. Uh, You knew she was an unsuccessful actress? Yes, yes. Did you order Sam Long, the writer of the series, to see she was engaged for one of the shows? Now, look, I don't see that... Please answer
2: the question, Mr. Lacey. Well, well, I suppose if a man sponsors a show, what's wrong with seeing that someone he's interested in gets a
1: chance? Nothing, Mr. Lacey. Did you think there was? Why, you... The night before her body was found in the window. Wednesday night. Did you see her that night? Oh, we had dinner, and then she had to leave. You didn't go with her? No. Thank you. Miss Shaw, please.
3: Yes, Inspector Stone.
1: Your name is Lois Shaw, and you were a friend of Hannah Vogue. That's correct. You were staying at her apartment the night before the murder.
3: Yes, I was.
1: When did you last see her alive?
3: That evening. She left about 6.30. She said she was going to dinner. She never came back.
1: Thank you, Miss Shaw. Mr. Lacey, this girl was living in an apartment rented by you. She knew you very well. Well enough to realize you had a secret. She found out that secret. When you discovered she'd found out... It's a yeah. lie. I had no secret. I had nothing to be ashamed of, to,
2: to be kept hidden. Didn't you,
1: Lacey? Suppose I were to remind you of an investment you made a year uh, ago. Investment? A short-term investment with high return. An investment placed in the hands of Tony Seguera, advisor to a group of men commonly known as the Syndicate. An investment with no papers signed, and paid back to you, capital and interest, only last month. Wasn't that <laughs> what you wanted kept quiet? That a supposedly respectable businessman like you had invested money in the syndicate? Why should I want to keep it quiet? Come, come, Mr. Lacey. Even a child has some idea of what the name syndicate means today. That was your secret, wasn't it? The secret Hannah Vogue discovered. The secret which cost her her life. I didn't kill her. I didn't kill her. Now a few questions for Mr. Long. Okay. You are Sam Long, the writer of There's No Future in Murder. That's right. Wasn't Hannah Vogue the name your wife used as an actress? Yeah. But you and your wife quarreled, and she left you some time ago. Why? Because I wouldn't chisel her apart on this program, that's why. And then some months later, Lacey ordered you to find her apart in the show.
0: Yeah. Me, the guy she was married to, who lost her because he wouldn't do just that. Did you ever see your wife again? Once. Last Tuesday night after last week's show. She came to see me. Told me she'd found out something about Lacey. Lacey but she was afraid he knew she'd found out. She asked me for advice, said she was scared, and what should she do? And what did you tell her to do? She was still my wife. She'd run out on me. She was living in an apartment paid for by another man. She'd got him to get her into the program, and then she came running back to me and asked me what she should do. I told her to get out of my apartment and never come back. That's what I told her to do. That was the last time I saw her
1: alive. I see. Thank you. Now, Mr. Sheep... Yes, Inspector. You are the manager of Lacey's departmental store? Uh, Yes, that's right, Inspector. Mr. Sheep, when you helped Mr. Lacey carry the corpse into the store window, did you take the head or the feet? I... uh, Well, Mr. Sheep? Oh, Oh, the shame of it.
2: I've worked for the Lacey's for 30 years. I've never had anything but respect and admiration and loyalty for them. He swore to me he hadn't killed her. But if the body were found in his apartment or or his car, it would mean ruin for him, for the store, all the employees. I had to help him for their sake. So you broke open the steel shutter on one of the
1: loading docks to get in?
2: No, no, that that was only to fool the police. We used my keys. I knew where the watchmen would be. It wasn't hard to avoid them. Oh, the shame of it.
1: Yes, Mr. Sheep, the shame of it when honest citizens turn to crime. But I notice the shame is only felt when you're caught.
3: I'd like to make a statement, if I may.
1: Yes, Miss Shore, go ahead.
3: You must be wondering, Inspector Stone, just where I fit into all this.
1: I have been puzzled by it, Miss Shore.
3: My real name is Lois Birkinshaw. And for the last three years, I've been employed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. You're an FBI agent? Yes. The Bureau has long suspected that prominent businessmen all over the country were investing money in the local organizations of the syndicate. This practice was not only immoral, but near criminal, and was also defrauding the inland revenue of taxation on the profits. I'm one of the agents whose task it was to obtain evidence of this, in the hope of stamping out the practice. So that's how you knew about Cathy? Yes, Miss Malden. That's how I was able to furnish Inspector Stone with the details of Mr. Lacey's dealings with the syndicate through Mr. Seguera.
1: It was part of your job to get close to the syndicate?
3: Yes, and I also became friendly with Hannah Vogue in an attempt to pin the charge on Aldous Lacey.
1: Thank you, Miss Birkinshaw. Now we'd better clear up something with Miss Malden.
3: Yes, Inspector.
1: You are Arlene Malden, the producer of the show? Yes. The name you mentioned a moment ago, Cathy, was the name of your sister who was recently found drowned in San Antonio? That's right. Isn't it a fact that your sister had been living under the protection of Aldous Lacey? Yes. That he'd thrown her over and she wrote your letter saying she knew something about him and intended to make him pay for it? Yes. You destroyed that letter and said nothing about it in the coroner's court for lack of proof and to avoid scandal. That's correct. No, it's a lie.
2: You witch, you lying devilish... Take it easy,
1: Lacey. You're going to need all your strength for the trial. All right. It's true, part of it.
2: Kathy did find out about the money I'd put into the syndicate. I killed her. I I was desperate. We went swimming and I, I held her head under the water. But when I got back here, I had a visit from her sister, from Arlene Malden, with the copy of a letter from Kathy giving her the story. What? You didn't destroy the letters? And you didn't tell me about the most important one? No, because she wanted to use it for blackmail. I've been paying her $1,000 a month to keep her from showing that letter
3: to the San Antonio police. It's a lie. It's a fantasy. I never took a cent from him in my life.
2: The account is in the Carly branch in the Devonport Bank in the name of Arlene Stratton. What
1: about Hannah oh, Well,
2: She found out, too. I nearly went out of my mind. I, I couldn't kill again, but I couldn't afford to pay two lots of blackmail. I told Arlene Molden she laughed at me, called me a spineless weakling. He's making it up. He killed
3: Hannah Vogan. he's trying to fix it on you. You won't
2: get out of it like that. You told me to bring her over to your apartment that Wednesday night. You made me make an excuse to leave her for half an hour. And when I came back, Hannah was dead. You'd
1: poisoned her. Now that's when you got sheep to help you put the body in the window before thinking of a better way of disposing of it? Yes, I... I wish I were dead. Mr. Lacey, I prophesy you'll get your wish. And Miss Molden will be right alongside you. That's
3: ridiculous. You've got no proof. Lazy's lying his head off.
1: I don't think so. And that letter he spoke of, the copy which you showed him, must still exist in the original, and the police will find it. That, I think, ladies and gentlemen of our audience, is the finish of this program, There's No Future in Murder. I've only one announcement to make. I said before that I was an actor, a man whose conscience was part of your conscience, those of you who are watching me now. This program was brought to you tonight by your own faith and honesty, sponsored by your pride in your city and its people. When something like this program tonight can happen, and does, our city is a good place to live in. Good night. I nodded to the orchestra leader for the closing theme music of the show. Then suddenly the police appeared with Inspector Jakes in charge, and Arlene, Lacey, and Sheep were taken off. And Sam was at my elbow. Nice work, Rock. You wrote a good script.
0: And off the cuff. Better than I could have done. Oh, it was a colossal show.
1: Yeah? Hey, don't you realize what I've done? I've just sent my sponsor to the electric chair. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't worry too much about that. If those phones aren't running hot with prospective new sponsors, I'll go back to writing copy for
1: commercials. Hey, I never thought of that. Oh, well, what do you know? Arlene always wanted this show to get top rating. And it took a murder she committed herself to do it. This is Carter Brown. Well, I guess after that story, nobody's going to want me to write for TV. But you know, I agree with my hero. There's no future in murder, except in writing about it. And it's fun, too. I'll be back again with another story for you, called Hazard in Hong Kong. And the hero's name is Tony Masters. Or at least, that's the name he finds himself settled with. If you're listening, you'll find out why. Meanwhile, this is Carter Brown saying, so long for now. Be seeing you. you.
2: In Belladonna Was Poison, you heard our star Frank Waters as Rock Stoke. The Carter Brown Mystery Theatre, based on the best-selling novels by Carter Brown, is dramatised and directed by Maurice Travers for Grace Gibson Radio Productions.